I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and deep dive into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality. Learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships. Because everything starts with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I am very, very excited to have our guest today, Deborah Stallings. So before we get started, I'm going to read her bio. Deborah Stallings, MA, SHRM, dash SCP. Deborah Stallings is the founder, president, and chief people officer of HRNU, where people is our mission. In business for more than 20 years, Deborah has expertise in human resources management, training, equal employment opportunity, recruiting, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and belonging as an African-American entrepreneur who bootstrapped her business. Deborah is a creative and innovative and knows how to pivot in a volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world to support business scaling and enhance team productivity. She is a fresh wind that brings new ideas, thoughts, business opportunities, and better HR. Industries she supports include healthcare, medical, financial, technology, construction, facilities, educational, security, transportation, housing, retail, and manufacturing. Her largest clients include the Transportation Security Agency, TSA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and U.S. Department of Commerce, DOC, and University of Maryland. Deborah's dedicated to organizations and teams is illustrated in her many professional and personal roles advancing excellence and opportunity. She speaks frequently on faith, transformational leadership, diversity, equity and inclusion, and belonging, and other workplace topics. She is certified by the Society for Human Resources Management and is a senior certified professional, SHRM-SCP. Awesome, awesome. Welcome, welcome, Deborah. It's a pleasure to be with you today, Yamilka, and good to see you. Great. So tell us a little bit about your business, kind of what you do for your clients. You have some pretty incredible clients. So tell us a little bit of how you're kind of managing your business, but also the new products that you're also offering. Okay. Well, first, thank you for having me on your podcast, Yamilka. I'm so delighted to be with you and to see you again today. HR New is a fully integrated or full stack, if you will, human resource management, advisory, training, recruiting, equal employment opportunity, and professional services firm. We've been in business for 24 years. We are a graduate of the U.S. Small Business Administration's 8A program. We are a federal government contractor and hold the GSA schedule. We have clients that we support and serve, ranging from as small as a four or five employee 
private sector company to nonprofits to large federal agencies like FEMA and TSA and Department of Commerce, as you mentioned, with TSA being the largest with about 64,000 employees. We have a national reach and we work with our clients to help employers, especially in the small and medium-sized business community, to scale and grow faster by ensuring that the human resources function is aligned with the business mission, the strategic goals, the organization culture, and the core values of the organization. So that's what we do. We've been doing a, a while and we love what we do. We're making a positive difference in the lives of people because that's where it begins for us. People is our mission. And so that's what we do. Awesome. I always tell people that this wouldn't be a brand therapist podcast if I didn't ask you a little bit about your childhood. So tell me a story that kind of depicts what you do today from your childhood memories. My childhood was uh, really one of hard knocks. I could just say that that's probably true to some extent of my childhood as well as my experiences early on in life. I started my life living in public homes, the Robert Taylor Homes in Chicago, Illinois. From the time that I can remember, my brother and I were being raised by my paternal grandmother who passed away way too soon and at an early age. And so my mom experienced domestic violence and had to have major brain surgery that left her paralyzed down her right side. So my first remembrance of my mom, I was probably five or six years old. Then at that point, when my father's mother passed away, my grandparents were then responsible and took over raising my brother and I, along with caring for my disabled mom. So as a little girl at the age of seven, my brother at the age of six, we were caregivers, you know, helping out with supporting and taking care of my mom. My grandparents were also farmers. So we lived on a farm in Mississippi where we picked cotton, milked cows, fed chickens, you name it. We did it as part of being the helping hands on the farm. And then one of the things that I can say about that experience, though, although it was an experience of hard knocks, I learned a lot from my grandparents and my mom around the importance of having discipline and having good work ethics and having faith as a part of your life and getting education and knowledge and understanding. And so those pillars have really helped me in my life, helped me as a person personally, and also helped me in business to be a good business owner, to make a positive difference in every life that I touch, and to be someone that wants to always remember from whence I've come, remember that I didn't get here on my own, and then make a positive difference and be a go-giver and pay it forward in the lives of others. Oh, wow. That is just beautiful. I know you've been a client for a while, so I know how amazing your business is and what you've done. So I just can't say enough about your incredible knowledge and understanding. But we'll talk a little bit more about that as we as we go through this. So let me ask you this. Do you consider 
you have a personal brand today? And if so, tell us what that is or define it for us. Sure. As I shared before, I think the mission that I have in business is also a personal brand for me. I love people and my calling and my purpose, I believe, is to do my part to show care and concern for the well-being of others. Having been started out as a caregiver, as a young person in life, I'm really dedicated to supporting individuals and teams and organizations. If I look across my life at the different things that I do, for example, as director of Christian education at my church, where I attend in Baltimore, as well as the work I do supporting others, I believe that that is my purpose is to help make a difference in the lives of others and focus on those hard topics that are sometimes challenging. No one really wants to talk about. We don't always think about these things, but self-esteem and having confidence. Those were challenges that I've had through my life. And this is something that I believe can get in your way if you aren't able to move beyond your fear, move beyond what people say to you that might be negative or even your own inner thoughts that get in the way of your ability to be successful. So having a self-awareness and working with others to help them discover who they are and what are they passionate about and what do they believe they're being called to do, I believe is part of the work that I am responsible for. I earned my advanced education as an adult. I was a single mother. My daughter graduated from high school with a full athletic scholarship to play basketball at Furman University. Kina went through those four years and then she played professionally in Sweden for a little while. And now she has a son and he just graduated from high school and he's getting ready to head to college as a scholar athlete as well. And so I think that learning and getting your education, continuing to gain knowledge and insight is important. So getting a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in business and then in management and leadership as an adult, I think I was 54 years old when I earned my master's degree. So it's never too late. And I think all of this is is all about becoming the best that you can be in life and not allowing whatever it is that's preventing you from showing up as your full self, letting your light shine. I think that those are important elements for all of us. And so that's what I do in my personal brand is share my story with others so that they can see what's possible for themselves. I love it. We always talk about fame and really fame is about honoring and really being able to have an impact in the world. I always ask my podcast guests to tell a story, a fame story about how they had an impact in the world. So can you tell us your fame story? Well, let's see. I'm not sure that I'm I'm really famous, at least in my own mind. I'm not sure about that. Um, but, you know, I'm told that certainly I am doing some great things that's making an impact in the lives of others. I guess the best way to 
respond to that is just to say that I'm a trailblazer, I'm innovative, and I'm creative, and I'm always looking for ways to show up in a way that demonstrates that I want to be the best that I can be. I care about the human experience. I care about the value of human skills going up. I would say being a business owner, having about 20 people, employees and independent contractors that are part of our company and building a company where I receive really great feedback overall from our clients in terms of our performance excellence, our productivity, the customer experience they have, the quality of the work that we do. I think those are things that make us famous, perhaps, make us relevant and make us important in the world in which we live. I could also say that during COVID, when COVID first happened and everyone was swirling and trying to figure out what to do and how to work through this situation and what did it mean, I pivoted and I started just hopping on webinars and phone calls with business owners and with organizations that I'm affiliated with, like Women Elevating Women or Women's Presidents Organization, working with local chapters to just help business owners think about how to navigate through the challenges that we were facing. So I would say that that would be something perhaps you might say was a famous moment in that I really stopped thinking about myself and really was thinking of others and how to help them navigate through these challenges as it relates to caring for themselves, their families, and their employees. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is incredible. And I know that COVID did force us into a lot of changes and maneuvering those changes with, especially in the workplace and even today, right? There's still a lot of things that aren't clear and are messy and employers are still trying to do. So I love that you took charge and the courage to kind of just take a step in there and unknowing what was going to happen and really help people kind of maneuver through those difficult times. So I know you've been pretty amazing at that. We thank our sponsor, BespokeBranding.io. Tailored branding to reach your ideal client. Gain a deeper level of understanding to empower your brand and purpose and rule the market. We know what it's like to journey from a place of feeling overwhelmed and undervalued to being powerful, understood, and authentic. Your brand identity allows you to live your purpose. The Brand Therapist has 20 years of branding and design experience, has transformed billion-dollar brands, and has eight-plus years of guiding women entrepreneurs to realize their potential. I invite you to take the brand quiz, and you can find it at www bespokebranding.io. I want to kind of get into the archetype piece. And obviously, we didn't go through the quiz because you've already done the quiz and you've been a client. So I already know your archetype, but I want to kind of let the audience know a little bit 
about how you show up in the world from a personality and an archetype standpoint. And I'm going to read this and then you're going to tell me a little bit about how that focuses on your business. So you are a girl next door. So you see the world full of people and you are attracted to things that enable you to connect, interact, and belong because your motivation is about community. You want to be part of a tribe. The behaviors is that you work to be part of the community and you make others feel included. And you also are really great about making practical choices. So tell us about how this girl next door fits into what you do. I think that that is a very accurate description of who (laughs) I am and, and describes me well. I do want to belong because, and I'll I'll start there, I think that's why I do so much work in the diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging space, working with employers, working with business owners and leaders to think about their system and their structure and their strategy around DEIB, and then how do you implement it in a meaningful way that makes sense for your organization. And it's not some separate program, if you will, but it really is a part of your DNA, who you are. It's embedded in your business mission and goals and culture. And I think that that's because I grew up having this experience where I never felt that I belonged. I was left out quite a bit, even thinking back as a little girl on the the playground or my grandfather, he was pretty firm about his beliefs and there were certain things my brother and I could not do. So we didn't get to be involved in things. And because we grew up in a situation where we were poor and you know, I had one pair of shoes for school and church and another pair that I wore around the outside of the house for being a worker in the fields and things like that. Even today, as an African-American woman in business, where I am a part of some majority organizations, there have often been times where I've been at the table, but I really didn't belong. I had the seat, but not a seat that was meaningful, a seat where my perspective and insights really counted, where I was being mentored and poured into where I could be successful in business, just like my majority counterparts. So one thing that I think is really important about my archetype is the importance of not only seeing the world full of people, but also seeing the world in a way that's inclusive that is equal, that brings equity to all people, regardless of whatever their economic or social or race or gender or age or whatever the differences might be so that we can all be successful. That would be the practicality of the way that I approach what I do because of my experiences. I want to ensure that anyone that I'm working with know that they belong, that they are included. It doesn't matter if you're an entry-level 
employee or if you are the top leader or executive, there is something that everyone can bring to the table that makes a difference. I'm talking with a potential client in Michigan. They are women-owned business doing over a billion a year in annual revenues. And one of the programs they have is called Great Ideas. Their 2,500 approximately employees are able to offer up recommendations and suggestions throughout the year. And last year, that client spent close to a million dollars giving back to those employees that brought new ideas, fresh ideas, or ways to make what they do better. And I think that that's really important. When you leave people out, you leave out a level of expertise and insight and brilliance that could make all the difference in your world. So really important to consider ensuring that everyone has a seat and has a meaningful seat at the table. And by the way, if you do experience where you don't have a seat at the table, create your own table and invite people to your table and then show them how to do it. I think that that will take you a long way. I love how these archetypes are so, you know, when I ask this, I usually do it right on camera without knowing the the guest's archetype. I mean, I know the archetype when I find out through the test, but what I love about it is that they're so connected to your purpose that you have in the world and that you've really been able to nurture in that way. And I will say what you're doing for your business is really what you were meant to do in the world is really help these people become more, understand more what it means to be inclusive, what it means to have diversity at the table, what it means to have connection and belonging. It's so incredible. And your story kind of just come and, you know, just makes it that much more amazing. And so with that, Deborah, because I know you conquered so much in your life. What is your greatest fear? Well, I would say that today, <laughs> my greatest fear would be, <laughs> because that could change from day to day. Uh, but today, I would say that one of the challenges, I just had this email exchange with another business owner this morning. And that business owner was sharing with me that they're going through a major cash flow challenge in their business. And they had a question and wanted some suggestions from me of things that I've done or I am doing as we go through something similar. And so the greatest fear was, can I be successful? Am I going to go out of business? Will I be able to move through this cash flow challenge? But I saw, I could see that I, it was coming. And so what I did is I got ahead of it by talking with my mentors, sending them my financial statements, us taking a look at it, scrubbing through it to see first what's happening that's causing the downfall financially in terms of revenue. What do we need to look at in terms of reducing expenses to include salary and payroll expenses if necessary? And what do we need to do to increase business opportunities? So more sales, more business development, and then just really making a commitment that I'm not going to quit, that I can get through this 
and that we are going to be okay. And so one of my thoughts about the importance of going through any challenge is just remembering that this too will pass, just like COVID or any other life challenge that we deal with. We can come through these things and and we can make it if we don't give up. Sometimes I think we are right at the point of having that major breakthrough when something traumatic happens and we think, I can't get past this. And that's the point where you've really got to say your prayers, do your devotion, those people that support you, surrounding you, your mentors, your advisors, and just keep pushing through. Because the worst thing that can happen is what you think, you know, badly could happen, could happen. But you can move beyond that. You can start another business. I was listening to uh, a Damon Johns video the other day, and he was telling his story about how he bootstrapped his business, how he put an ad in the New York Times because he had a order for $300,000 worth of merchandise, and he had no money, no way to produce it. He just had the product. And he put an ad in the New York Times to find people, give him money or invest in him so that he could go and make this happen. So, you know, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And that's what we have to do. We have to be okay about pivoting and taking those steps necessary so that we can make it through life's challenges, trials, and situations. Thank you so much, Deborah, for that. And thank you for being so clear and open to letting us know these things because we all go through this, whether it's in our business or wherever we are working for somebody else. And it's really nice to hear it because I think some people just need to hear that there is light at the end of the tunnel and that the more that you persevere, you know, things may change, things may happen, but your strength kind of can take you through that, those difficult times. So I really thank you for being so open and letting us um, talk to us about those things. So it's my pleasure. And so one of my questions is always, where do you see yourself in the next five, 10 years from now? Where do you see your business going? Where do you see you going in the future? I have on my wall, my big picture vision. And I developed the big picture vision as a result of being a part of the Pinnacle Global Network, where Allison Maslin is the brain and the dreamer and the visionary behind Pinnacle. And she encourages all of us to have a big picture vision. So as I look here on my wall at what my goals are, one is to be supporting thousands of people and businesses five years from now, 10 years from now, as long as I'm living and breathing and able to, I want to be making a difference in the lives of others. I want to continue to invest in my own education and learning and also do the same for others. Last night, I facilitated a workshop on conflict resolution and where we look at our primary conflict styles and how do we use those styles and leverage them to have successful relationships with others and have good outcomes. 
I want to continue to be a speaker and be an author. I'm working on a book on self-esteem. I want to facilitate training. And my work, I wanted to have an impact where I'm bringing my gentle spirit and I'm bringing the knowledge and experience that I've gained and I'm bringing faith and I'm bringing transformational thinking to the table so that it's not just helping me, but I'm sharing it, what I've learned with others. I want to help small business owners get out of their way as their own way, as I've had to learn how to get out of my own way and look at what are my blind spots and not only business owners, but managers and leaders and faith-based leaders, churches, et cetera, wherever I'm needed, I'm hoping I'll be able to serve and make a difference and then finally create opportunities to be a mentor and a role model to others so that they can find their way as well to their purpose and being all that they've been called to be. Oh, beautiful. I love it. Now, let us know, like, where do you like to hang out? What is your social favorite so people can find you? Okay, so my social favorites are probably, from a business perspective, LinkedIn. I have a LinkedIn profile, Deborah Stallings. And also, HR New has its own social presence on LinkedIn as well. And then there's Facebook. I'm working on doing some other things like Instagram and maybe TikTok, but we haven't quite gotten there yet. We're also on Twitter. So those are all places where folks can find me, connect with me, and build community together. Well, Deborah, I can't say enough. Thank you so, so much for being on the Brand Therapist Podcast. I'm so happy to have you not just as a client, but as a friend and a colleague. So I so appreciate everything that you do for everybody that hangs out with you or surrounds you. So I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm so excited to see where your business is going to take you in the next few years. Thank you, Yamilka. And I'm so appreciative of you, my friend, and also um, a strategic alliance and partner with HR New. You've done some great work with us in terms of helping me rethink our brand and our colors and the content of how we show up and communicate who we are in the universe. And I'm just giving you a big shout out because if anyone needs to know your archetype and also get yourself together as it relates to how you show up in social media to your future customers and your current customers, your Milka is your woman. And so, and I, I congratulate you on your new book as well and all of the wonderful things you do. I saw you on a banner in New York one of those big TV screens <laughs> on time. <laughs> is that time? I was it called um, Times Square. Times time Square. Yeah, that was amazing. So I'm so <laughs> proud of you. And I'm so happy that we are friends, as well as colleagues. So I appreciate you, Yamilka, and I'm grateful for all that you do. Well, thank you, Deborah. And when your book is out, we'll get you on Times Square as well. thank you everybody thank you for listening to the brand therapist podcast and i'll see you on the next show thank you for listening to the brand therapist if you enjoyed today's episode 
please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you would like to connect on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding or bespokebranding.io. And if you would like to do the brand character quiz, go to bespokebranding.io and click on brand quiz. Or you can email me at yamilka at yamilka.com. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.